Hey guys, welcome back. We got Derek Leg in the studio today, and it's funny because one of the first podcasts I ever did was with you. Yeah. And now it's kind of weird to like flip and then like have you on the podcast because uh, we've done two together on your podcast. I think. Dude, now. is that weird? It is I, weird. It was like two years ago. Probably was it, it was our first one. Oh yeah. I, uh, I so I I was on Jefferson Rogers podcast first. Uh-huh. Before I ever started mine, that's where we actually and that's met. Where, that's where we met. So I was on his. Yeah, that may have been the first one that I ever did, but it was kind of early stages when yeah. I started getting invited to go on podcasts. And uh, I, it's funny because I've talked about. I've been on a few podcasts recently, last few months, and I always tell people, I'm like, since I've started mine, yeah. I went like a year and a half, and I hadn't been on anybody's. Really. And I felt weird about it. I'm like, dude, am I like not that interesting? Not that cool. Or, and yeah. then I've had people tell me that, like, well, I was on yours and. And I'm like, well, dude, invite me on yours. Yeah. And so we had like Caden Terry came in on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, dude, I'd love to be on yours. So I just kind of put it out there now instead of being asked. I'm yeah. like, hey, man, if you ever need a guest, I'm local. I can jump in. So, dude, isn't that like that is just that right off the bat. Wait, we can start there. Is just like <laughs> I used, I remember high school baseball. I used to think like I was first team all state. I was region nine MVP. I was, I was good. I was a good baseball player. And I always just thought that the way that it worked is the better you can get at baseball, like the scouts are just going to come to you. Sure. And I saw so many other players and like, this is a good lesson for business and life in general, right? It's like, you got to be a good marketer is it taught me, this is what it taught me. Like I saw kids that just weren't, they weren't as good as I was and they would go get opportunities and they would get scouts to come and they would get offers while they were still in high school. And I was like, what the, I just like get so mad. I'd be like, what the heck? Like, I, my batting average is this. I hit this many home runs, this many doubles, whatever. Like, but they didn't know. Like, if I would have done the same thing and, like, you know, like put that in front of them, they would have been like, oh, well, yeah, it's an easy choice. Like, let's go with him. But I didn't. I wasn't a good marketer. So, is that then. what it was? I mean, did you feel like you had the accolades? So, that should have spoke for itself, or were you just not putting yourself in front mindset. of them? That was my mindset. Yeah. And I really did. Like, I, dude, I was hitting, I was hitting major league home runs in high school. I was, I always hit over 400. I was, yeah, I was the Region Nine MVP, first team All State. Uh, like I was good. I was. Yeah. I mean, shortstop my senior year, I didn't commit a single error. Wow, not even a single one. Like I was, I was a good baseball player. And down here, it's like competitive in Utah sure. in general. Like we had a good team, but um, was I the best in the world? Absolutely not. Was I good and good enough to play D one one day? Yeah. Would I start started at D one right off the bat? Probably not. But to go play in some JC, absolutely. Like, yeah, I could have started. A lot of JCs across the country, and then eventually made it to D one for sure. My dad played for BYU; he pitched for BYU, and so anyway, like I just it, it, the lesson that I took from that in early age is like, dude, don't be afraid to market yourself yeah. and throw it out there. Like, I, I so I love hearing that because it's so true. If you want to get exposure, like you got nobody's going to do it for you. You got to be your own brand, and they're either going to yeah, they're just going to pass up on you because out of sight, out of mind. But if you're putting yourself out there on purpose and you'll get on for well, sure. The majority of guests that we have, that's what it is. I mean, we pretty much open it up on, so the Derek Lake podcast, it's we, any walk of life. We don't even really have like a theme, right? Yeah. Um, and so the people that are coming on typically are reaching out to us. Really? And so I kind of took that around of like, well, I'm not reaching out to anybody. So, or not even reaching out, but I'm not even mentioning, Hey man, I'd love to come on your podcast. Right. Where I'm expecting people to do that, you know, 52 people yeah. a year to yeah. do that to me. Yeah. Cause I'm cool. And well, I'm and good. it's not even that, like I just, well, that's what I would think, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it got, I, it, I had to like reverse engineer that with myself to be like, well, I'm expecting that to fulfill, you know, episodes with my own podcast. And, and it, it was an insecurity for me 
too. And I'm still kind of breaking it down right now, but I thought, well, there's obviously other people out there that would be a better guest than me in this situation. In my mind, that's what I would think. And I, I started turning that into, well, they don't even know I want to be a part of it, you yeah. know? And like, what, what add, what value can I add that you don't even know I want to come and add right? or, or anyone else. And yep. that was Jefferson Rogers was the same thing, man. I, I, uh, heard he had started one. I had thought about starting one for a while and I reached out to him and just said, Hey man, love what you're doing. Love you're putting yourself out there. Um, if you ever need a guest, dude, I'm, I'd love to come on. Yeah. And I said, but I'd really rather like, I'd love to come sit in. And yeah. so that was when you were on, I came right. and sat in. Right. And, uh, so that kind of like, you know, gave me a little bit of confidence that I could do it myself. Yeah. And then I think I was on with them the next week, if I remember right. Really? And, and, uh, dude, then soon that's where I met Mallory. So blue mm-hmm. form and Blake and, uh, and it's all history from there, but it's kind of funny cause I started out that way and then something in my mind flipped and then I'd start seeing other people on podcasts and I'm like, well, I wonder why they haven't invited me yet. Yeah. You know? And, uh, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I'm st- honestly, I'm still working thing. through it. Yeah, yeah. So it is a weird thing. I'm glad I have the opportunity to to but come. You've already on, found dude. a lot of success, and th- yeah, thank you for being here, by the way. And I, I'm just impressed. I, I am super impressed with what you've been able to do because, you know, seeing you and meeting you back then, I see the nicest guy, and I see you know a, a guy that's an entrepreneur in business and whatever. But I, I'm like, do I see podcast hosts, successful podcasts? I'm like. No, sure. not really, but I, but it's not like the opposite. And now you freaking crushed it. <laughs> and, uh, I just think that's cool that you had, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, if you believe that you can do something and you just get after it and put in the time, it can, it can be possible. And in the podcast world, wouldn't you agree? Like you just have to put in a lot of time for you to even get anywhere. Like how, how, how was the first year for you in the podcast world? Um, Dude, I, I, we kind of talked about this before we jumped on. When I decide I'm doing something, I'm two feet in and I'm all, I'm all in. All in. And uh, when we started the Derek Leg podcast, Blue Form, like I was Blue Form's only client, right? Like they built it. They you basically started Blue Form. <laughs> well, I'm not saying like, but they built their studio around, around me, you. You know, and we both burned the boats and started yeah. day one together. And uh, cool. it, it kind of gave me an ownership with their company and it gave them an ownership to provide for me. Right. Like we were betting on each other following through because if I quit two months in, you know, or, or they say, Hey man, this isn't really working out like we thought. So we're going to shut down and I have seven podcast episodes. Right. Um, so I knew like going into that, I had to be all in. And so I didn't know how often I was going to do it was like our biggest question. Do we do it every week, once a month, what, you know, just randomly. Yeah. Um, the consistency needed to be there, but at what rate? Yeah. And so I reached out on social media and was just like, Hey, uh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. If I did, would anyone want to come on it? And it's funny. I tell this story a lot and I still get like chills when I talk about it. Um, I was sitting downstairs at my house on the couch. I think I'd have, uh, see, we would have been summer. So probably a, sports game, uh, baseball. I don't know. Something was on the TV and I'm sitting there texting and I get like in like immediately I get like 12 people, dude, I'd love to come on. Mm. And so I text Mallory, Hey, we already got 12 people. So we're at least once a month. 
you know? Yeah. And then like it, that just kept repeating and we had 20 people, we had 30 people, we had 40 people. And so I, at the end of the night, I finally texted, text uh, Mallory and I was like, Hey, so we've got like 40 people on the first night. So I guess we're doing this every week, yeah. you know? So that was the consistency. I, I had the expectation for me that it was an every week thing now. Um, and when I go back and look at some of the first ones, it's one of those, like, I was super shy to talk. I didn't, I felt weird in front of the camera still. Um, but I had some great guests early, dude. And I, I kind of prepped that on purpose to have yeah. great guests early yeah. that I knew, you know, would help me knock it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you start a podcast? You know, you have your business, but like what, what were the, maybe there wasn't just one thing, but what were the few things that made you start the podcast? That makes sense. Yeah. So I have the gift of gab. Like I talk a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, anyone that knows me knows that like one-on-one, I'll talk for hours. Um, but you get me in a group and I'll shut down. Like I, I don't even, you get me in a group of 10 people and I, I'll get the shakes. I start breathing weird, you know, like I, I get out of breath really easy. And so it was kind of a comfort zone thing for me where I thought, okay, I can mix this to where I'm still getting the content pushed out to everybody, but it's just me and one other person. Um, so like I was kind of comfortable to do that, but it was also taking me out of my comfort zone to get in front of a lot of people. So that was part of it. Um, the other part really, dude, I, we were in the middle of COVID. Um, I started 2020 is when we started the podcast Mm -hmm. and I just, there were so many people that I was talking to all the time that I felt like were going through the same thing and in different situations, like specifically for that person, but it all was a result of depression. Um, there's a lot of suicide in my history Mm -hmm. with friends and my father and, a lot of different things, whatever that is. And I kind of wanted to build this platform where anybody could come on and share their story, their triumphs, their struggles, their everything. And hopefully it touches that one guy that works at Jiffy Lube and went through the same thing, you know, or that person you walked by in Walmart that you had no idea, but he was on the Derek Lake podcast and talked about these struggles that you relate to. So that's honestly like, it sounds weird to say in my mind, but like, honestly, it was just to help people. To help people with information from people who are pros at it or whatever. Yeah. Or just been through it, dude. I just stories of, yeah, how they yeah. got through it. And cause I think we all struggle with a lot of the same things that maybe are tweaked to our own situations, but, um, people get through things, man. Like yeah. things are hard. Life's hard. Yeah. Business is hard. Families are hard. Friends are hard. But, uh, there's a lot of triumphs that you think you can pull out of that. That's awesome. Did you ever worry about the money that you're spending on the podcast every month? Um, I probably should have worried more <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now that I'm two and a half years in. Okay. <laughs> um, so dude, at the time I had uh, four businesses that were functioning every day or six days a week. Uh, I was pretty set at like my day job, right? The safe store. Uh, Southern Utah Safe and Vault is pretty much where I was spending a lot of my time. And I had, you know, a half dozen employees running everything else. And I I had a couple grand extra every month. And I had just, I'd been a couple years past my dad committing suicide. And then I had a, a classmate that I went to high school with that attempted suicide at the same spot my dad um, committed suicide. And she lived. 
So uh, for people that are from Southern Utah, it's called Webb Hill. Um, it's got a bunch of like satellite towers. It's just a desert hill, right? Uh, my dad drove his car off of that and took his own life. And I had a classmate jump off of it. And she, uh, Nicole Hill, and she's been on my podcast mm-hmm. if people want to know the story, but um, she is now in a wheelchair permanently, um, has some, has massive brain trauma, um, but she's functional. Like, I mean, she's in a wheelchair. She's, um, so we actually raised a bunch of money for her. My family did. We did a benefit dinner and we end up, you know, to be honest, and I think she knows the story, so I don't feel super bad talking about it. We were raising money for a funeral. Like she was in a coma. Like we didn't think she was going to make it. Right. And, uh, we ended up after, so again, this is COVID as well. So this is right before the governor came out and shut everything down. Um, so we, we did, it was the night before the next day he came out and shut everything down. I think it was on a Sunday and, uh, we did a big benefit dinner at 25 Maine that my brothers used to own. Yeah. And we ended up, she came, she woke up and had more brain function like the next day mm-hmm. after the dinner. And we ended up donating all the money to the family and they redid their house to be wheelchair accessible and did like a lift on the outside. So she has this little lift to get in her room. Right. And dude, I was just going, there was just all these things like that that was just cranking through me. And I, I don't know. I, sorry, going back to the so money. You didn't thing, worry I got about down the money. Right. No, yeah, I just, you didn't I really had worry it. about it. You had some and you're just like, I believe in this enough. Yeah. It, it, there were just a lot of things stacking up around me. And I just thought, mm. what could I do? You know, how could I build this? And there was never a thought of like, Hey, it's going to build my personal brand. It's going to help me sell more safes. No, uh, business wise. I never thought about it. Network wise. I thought it couldn't hurt. Yeah. Um, and even today, dude, we're, we just hit 1.5 million viewers a month is what oh. we're, we've been averaging the last couple months. And, um, the whole monetization thing is coming up and, and sponsorships and, and I was talking with Mallory and Blake and I, I just said, I, I just wanted to cover production costs. Like even now, as much as I'm on social media or as much as my posts are on, right? Like not me particularly, but from the podcast, people think I'm just killing it, making all this monetization money. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, it costs me money. It's not a revenue stream for me. It mm-hmm. costs me money still to, you know, we're, we just recorded episode 124 yesterday. And now like we've gotten in, into some investments. We're in the, uh, we just closed on a rental property the other day with my brother. And I'm like, man, it'd be nice to have that two grand every month, yeah. <laughs> you know, or yeah. that couple thousand dollars every month that I've been spending on this. Yeah. And, uh, but I think if it ever got over production costs, we'd scholarship donate to a family. I, it's never been a revenue stream for me. Mm. I never thought about it that way. Mm. Just to give back. Yeah. Just to help people, you know, and it's weird, man. Cause people like come and question me about it. And I'm like, I promise, dude, <laughs> I can, I'll show you the checks that I write every month. I mean, 1.5 million a month, a month. What's the secret? <laughs> Consistency, man. Yeah. Um, but like I mean, I said, it's still, I mean, that's still a lot. Cause yeah. like, I mean, you could be consistent at it, but to get that many views, I mean, you've got to have a way to get it out there. You know, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Right? I, like we were kind of touching before is before we started, I don't know anything about mics and lights and headphones and all that. Right. 
Um, so I had to outsource that and I, I have a great team, you know, I have the, a great team around me that helps with all that. I don't post like I, they're on me more to like get on the stories and like be more involved. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm involved enough cause my entire life is out there yeah, <laughs> like yeah. on the internet now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, dude, two feet in, I was dedicated. I held them accountable. They held me accountable yeah. and it's been wild. Like I, I, this is the funny dude, cause I've been asking people this, especially people that have podcasts. Like, when do you stop? Yeah. Do you, do you ever stop? Do you, is a hundred episodes that when I would hit a hundred, everyone's like, what are you doing for your hundred? I'm like, is that what we celebrate? <laughs> you know, like I thought, so we did the first year and didn't miss a week for the yeah. first year. And that to me was like, I mean, other than like brushing my teeth, like, I don't know what I've done for an entire year every single day, yeah. you know, slept. Yeah. And so, uh, for me, that was like a, a milestone for me. Now, what's yours? Do, where are you at with that? What's your, do you, have you ever thought of that? Why I have a podcast? No, like what's your milestones or where? Oh, with the podcast. Yeah. You know what? I'm probably similar to you. I don't think that I have like a, a milestone and like, yeah, it's a great question. Like, when do you stop? I don't think you ever stop because I don't think so either. It, I think that there's so much value in meeting people. And I say this all the time with podcasts and I think that people need to hear this. It's really, really difficult to be able to ask somebody that's successful in anything to go to lunch these days. It could cost them thousands of dollars to take that time off to be able to go to lunch with you. And you're going to spend $12 on their lunch, maybe 20. Yeah. Depending on where you go. It doesn't make sense to them. And it's going to be really, really hard for them to go with you unless you already know them and have a deep history with them. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. But it's way different to hit them up and say, Hey, would love to create content with you for you on the podcast and push your brand, push your new book, push whatever they're selling on the podcast. Oh yeah. I got time for that. Yeah. Well, every dude, single I, time. I think this is what podcasts are changing everything. I think like if you look at, uh, I mean the social media part of it too, but people aren't watching the news. They're not reading the newspaper. They're not like, that's not how people consume anything anymore. And so having these, and, and I'll ask you too, after I get done with this, but like our content is consumed short form, right? Like we have our hour, hour and a half podcasts and you can see the analytics. Typically they're on ours. Like they're dropping off about 25 to 30 minutes in is when it really just tanks on the viewership. Right. But our short form, our short form is killing it. Our TikTok is killing it. And so I think having those nuggets and that content, like you were saying, that's where the value is. The value isn't having an, an interview in the paper, right? right. Or, the, or the radio or yeah. whatever it is. And so I think eh, Trump did this a little bit. Um, and now Vivek, is that how you say his name? Ramaswamy. That guy? I don't even know that. You don't know who that is? Okay, so. <laughs> I'm looking at Luke. Should I know who that is? Do you know who that is? Okay. So he's doing like, he's making the rounds of podcasts. Like his campaign trail is doing podcasts. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. yeah it just hit me. Yep. And so, so it's like, it's, I, this is all changing. Like I think mm -hmm. Trump had everything pushed because his presence on social media. Yeah. I mean, that's what got him elected, I believe. And other than what he believes in, but like, that's how we got his name out. That's how we got, he was running out this Vivek guys, the same way, same way. Um, and think about, dude, I'm just Derek Lake from D town, bro. Like there yeah. ain't nothing special about me, yeah. <laughs> but being consistent in that podcast has got all of that pushed out there. But our dude, our gold and our nugget is that short form. 
I mean, are you guys seeing the same thing? Yeah, and so what you're saying, to be clear, though, is you're saying you're throwing your short form out, marketing, like, as a hook to yeah. go to your podcast and, and subscribe. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? So, yeah, like our YouTube, YouTube's so hard to grow for us. Oh, um, my gosh. In, in general, it's tough. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone, but for us, that's what it, it's hard to grow that. We're almost at like 2,000 subscribers right now. I think we're 19 something. And uh, what's crazy is I was looking at it today, actually, with the guy that does SEOs that just stopped in my store and we got chatting. Mm-hmm. And we had in the last 24, 28 days, I think is how they break it down. Last 28 days, we had 75,000 views. And I'm like, well, how do we have 75,000 or 73,000 views, whatever it was, but we only have 2,000 subscribers? So, like, how are we, how can we convert 1% of that into subscribers? Right. Um, So, that's the struggle with what I'm struggling with right now is how do we get that pushed in? So, so yeah, like we have the long form to create those, you know, eight or 10 short form nuggets. Yeah. Um, we're trying to figure out how to take it from those short form nuggets to subscribing. Mm-hmm. And that's why TikTok we were at 18, 19,000 subscribers. Someone can check me. I, we're in the teens and YouTube on our long form YouTube. We're at two. Yep. What Which I mean, is still, I mean, it's still decent for a podcast, honestly. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm excited for anything. I, I didn't know if anyone would watch other than my mom. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad that there's yeah. still someone out there. Yeah. YouTube YouTube can be challenging, but yeah, it's, that, it's cool, though. Like, I think everybody wants to be Joe Rogan. Sure. Everybody wants to be Ed Milet or you want to be Alex Hermosi or whatever and just blow up. But um, I, I think I was on Alex's last this last week and he's got like over 500 episodes at least maybe he's in the sixes now right he's got a crap ton you hear his story about how you just have to stay consistent and then he started to switch from gym stuff to like more entrepreneurial stuff and then that's when it started to gain traction right so then he was able to like kind of just go to a broader market and then you talk about like mr beast Bro, it was like for the first four years or something like that, he had less than a thousand subscribers on his. See, I'm aware of this guy, but I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. He's the number one YouTuber in the world. Yeah, <laughs> like he's insane. Yeah, and um, I just think I think that stuff's fascinating. Like the consistency is definitely there. I think a lot of people struggle with the why, right? And I, not everybody is as like kind as you. I guess they're like thinking about the money. And for you, it's a passion project. Yeah, it's like I want. I'm a I'm just passionate. I want to share this emotion, this energy, this good love, whatever it is with people and in, in, in every way, shape and form. And you just want to blast that out for other people. It's like, well, I mean, we hear it all the time. How do I monetize it? Right. How do I make it to make money from this and have, have it affect, you know, effectively come into my pocket? Well, the truth is like you're paying, if you're going to do it right, you're paying several thousand a month to be able to put content out there. Am I, Am I right? Oh, like, yeah, I don't know of anybody that's doing it effectively that's not paying thousands of yeah, dollars thousands. a month. And then if you want to invest in your own equipment or you're going to leverage somebody else, like it all is going to add up eventually, right? And then you get, I just hear so many stories, you get a couple months in and they're just like, hey, where's the, you know, why why, why do I feel stuck? Well, you know, nothing's happening. I think that's why people stop. Well, so I've had those conversations. I've had people ask me, how long did it take for you to start monetizing it? And I'm like, well, we're two and a half years in, <laughs> so I'll let you know when we let start, you know, when, you know? Yeah. and like we have had some payments from 
like Facebook and Instagram, like hundred here, a couple hundred there, like not enough to cover one episode ever. Right. Um, so we have hit a little bit, but man, they changed that. They changed like the, uh, the payout scheme all the time. And so one month we get, you know, 170 bucks. Then the next month we get $4. just like what happened right and so i think also for me to stay on to stay consistent it couldn't be a revenue stream for me like i couldn't look at it that way i think i had to look at it as what it was you know like helping people that was the point and i don't know i maybe i'm weird i've just i have a lot of people ask me about that though how long did it take you that's usually where it comes up where i'm like no dude i it's not yeah (laughs) you know yeah well, you you mentioned a real estate property, and I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this a little bit because I think sure. this is maybe the answer for me. It's very indirect. Um, I have people reach out reach out to me almost every day. Yeah, people that I don't know, um, definitely multiple a week, I'll say, and people that I don't know, and they're asking me business questions or whatever, and some some have turned into opportunities for me. I know, um, in fact, and, and he may say that, yeah, well, maybe that's not true, whatever. I think subconsciously, no matter what he says, like it is because he sees me on social media. Um, there's an opportunity in real estate to be able to go and flip four homes in California where there could be, you know, several six figures at the end of it that I get a pocket because of the flips. And they're yeah. a great opportunity that came from a family friend that you wouldn't, you wouldn't find any other way. Seller finance, interest only, uh, basically set up where we can't lose. Like they, they be, we, yeah, without getting too deep into it, like we can't really lose. Not, not normal. Like there's usually some form of risk and I guess t- technically there is, but not really. And there's a huge upside there. Why do I have that opportunity? Because that person was thinking about me all the time. Because right. that person saw me talking about business, talking about hustling, talking about like living your best life and, and going after your dreams and real estate and all that stuff. And if I wasn't doing that all the time, he would have thought about the next person in his yeah. mind that was. Probably me. So Probably thanks. you. And then he would have called you. And then I would, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, it's being top of it's, mind. It's top of sure. mind. Yeah. And it opens doors that, yeah, it's, it's one thing to like, look at, if you just had that bank account, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like going down every month and then everything else, you don't even pay attention to that. But yeah, it would look like it's a cost. I think one, it's an investment. You got to think of it that way. Sure. Two, it compounds. Oh yeah. Like you have people that, that listen to your episode number 10 and then they get hooked, right? It's like right. it will continue to pay off over time and you're just building that. Right. And then indirectly or sometimes directly can. Some people can find a way to directly, you know, affect and, and, and boost their business. But do I touch just two time. more things? Yeah. The two more things you that touch three if you want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so two more things that it's definitely benefited me and it was nothing I'd planned on, but it's obviously relevant. Um one, like like you're saying, it's building this community, right? This community around you and your network. I mean, you've got, you've done it four times. You got four kids. I only have one. Um, for me, when I, we had William, my son changed my life. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my daily dealings every day points towards him. And so I started thinking like, man, how cool that I'm going to be able to build this, you know, large group of people. Mm. And I've only looked at it as the guests that have been on. I've never even really thought about it as the viewers that are viewing it as well. But I've built this huge network. You know, we've had some repeats, so call it 105 people that have been on that I feel like 
my son could reach out to at any moment, 15 years from now, you know? And so like, that's a, it's a huge thing for me. Like I've, dude, I've got Mm. friends. I don't know that I need a whole lot more, right? Like I have people I can count on, but I'm building this huge network around my family. And then the the last thing it's, I, I basically have a weekly diary of my life that if something, like if I die on the way home from this, my son will have 124 episodes of my podcast that he could go look at. Yeah. How cool is that? That is way cool. Like people journal. I, I don't journal. I don't write. I probably should. I've tried multiple times to start, but I have a vlog every week of my life. Mm-hmm. He can see, he can see how I interact with people. He can see what I'm interested in. He, you know, I'm very open on there. I've never like cut any of That's my cool. own stuff out. I've, and even like right now, Mallory, the other day when I showed up, she's like, you're losing weight. I'm like, yeah, I've been on this diet for a, for a month now, you know? And she's like, I can tell. And I thought like, my son's going to, my, my son's gonna be able to see me from episode one to episode 124 and see that like, I'm still trying to progress. Right. So those are two things that now, I mean, we, William was born when I started, but he was an infant and, uh, yeah, dude, I, I always like to touch on that because when I, when it comes down to everything I'm doing, in life, in business, in relationships, I'm like, maybe that'll benefit my kid one day. That's how I I approach it. That is so cool. Growing up in Santa Clara, my, the Goober family has been around for generations and they helped settle Santa Clara. And I felt, um, you know, a lot of people think, Oh, you're good at real estate because of your family. I'm like, nobody in my family did real estate. I was the (laughs) first one that I can ever think of anywhere in my family, like direct family tree, um, without branching out too far, like that, um, is done real estate. Yeah. I don't have, I didn't have a dad or uncle, um, aunt, anybody to help me that knew what they were doing in real estate. So I had to learn it on my own where it did help me is the trust factor. I knew your grandpa, knew your dad, knew your uncle, whatever. And they're good people. Yeah. We did business with them, Rocky mountain food co and, and they're good people. They've always been honest and we like them. And then your offspring. Okay. We'll give you a shot. And I felt that in my life. I'm so grateful for it that they were able to do that. And so to hear you say that, it kind of hits me a little bit like, whoa, that is cool. That's a good reason for me to stack in my bank of whys, like why I should keep going with the podcast. Right. Is because of that. And I've never thought of that before. So it, I, I, mean, something I was today. probably a year in before I ever thought of it. Mm. And I just thought like, man, if I die on the way home, like life insurance is great, but he's going to have a video of me and, you know, hours and hours and hours that he can sit and watch. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, dude, I, I almost all of blue forms clients have been on my podcast. Um, I've had multiple people, right? Like yourself that were on that. I've just encouraged to do it. I'm like, dude, it's the cool, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, what I've been able to build around myself with my network, I call it my community, my community that I've been able to build around myself. It's priceless. Yep. Yep. Thousands a month, but it's priceless. It is. Yep. I agree. The relationships that you're able to build and then like a snap of a finger to be a connector of like, yeah. hey, well, somebody texts you like, hey, I need that. And you're just like, boom. Yep. It's value added. And I've kind of been that guy like through high school and after, like I was the guy that knew a guy. Mm-hmm. And so like I was all, I was kind of had that built in and it's probably because I talk a lot. <laughs> so yeah. people just feel like they know me. Yeah. Um, I'm also not afraid to just call someone if I need to. Um, like, like we were talking Justin Prince before we got on. Right. now I have now he's, he's my friend. Like I consider him a friend now. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a fundraiser and it 
kind of um, his son was a part of a group that we were doing a fundraiser for, or was a past member. And I reached out to him. Hey man, everyone here knows Isaac. They love Isaac. You know, if, if you can do anything or, you know, feel obligated, whatever, like we'd love to have you donate to us and boom, right? Like I've built this network now of people that I'd have no fear of reaching out to. And the first time I really sat down with Justin, we were talking, dude, I was, I just froze. Like <laughs> he's, I had no idea what I was getting into. Right. So that's part of it. I, you can't put a dollar amount on it. No. And so it's, I mean, I've built businesses, man. I've, I have a lot of great relationships. I'm still f- best friends with guys I was friends with in high school. I, but the, the podcast is probably the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. So, so here's a question. It's an opinion question. I don't sure. think there's any right or wrong answer. It's just your opinion. Who should start a podcast? Dude, I think anybody could. I mean, I, and I kind of put it towards like a business structure too. Like, what are you passionate about? Like, are you passionate about butterflies? Dude, you should not, yet. not you, <laughs> but like, like for an example, right? Like, dude, if you're passionate about butterflies, I that, and that's what the internet's done with us. I guarantee there's X amount of people out there that are also passionate about butterflies. And so you could start a podcast around that. Um, I have a guy, I have a friend that is into currency exchange. Yeah. And the big thing right now is the dinar in oh. Iraq. Have you heard about this at all? No. Okay. So it's a whole nother episode, but <laughs> um, so it's the dinar in Iraq. So right now it's devalued. Um, so when I mean, people can go look at it, they're looking at revaluing it and the Middle Eastern countries, their value. So being American and maybe it's just me and I'm just that ugly American, but I'm like, our, our money's worth more than everybody's right. The U S dollar. That's what I would think. A lot of the Middle Eastern countries are probably three times what the dollar is because of the oil and the resources out there. Okay. So they're looking to revalue the dinar. So you can go buy a million dollars in dinar for, and don't quote me on this, for under two grand. And because it's valued at hardly anything right now, but if they revalue that. So anyway, so there's this whole thing, right? This whole like, yeah. And so I asked him, Hey man, I know you're into this dinar thing. Like, do I need to be a part of it? Like, what are we doing with it? And he sends me like four different guys, podcasts that all they do is talk about the dinar. Right. And so, so proving my point of like, whatever you're passionate Passionate about, about. go do that. Go talk about it. I mean, and again, that's why we have no theme on ours. It's like, what are you passionate about? Similar. In the the Aruba podcast is very similar. Derek Leg, Eric Gubler. I love the name because then it opens it up right. to whatever. I think when people, and maybe this isn't for everyone, maybe you are really specific and then it's okay to, to name it something specific. Sure. But I, I, I noticed like Alex Ramosi podcast, Ed Milet podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast, like it's their name. And what clicked for me is it's not about like, you know, like puffing out your chest and like right. throwing my name out there. For me, it was, it was actually it was two things. It was, one, you can talk about whatever you want to. You can talk, you can have whatever guest because it's not so specific. And for me, it's like anything that's self-development, entrepreneurial, motivating for people or something, a hot topic that I'm interested in at the time. But the other thing is, yeah, like if you're, if you're promoting the, 
the <laughs> I just thought of a funny name, but it's inappropriate for this. Um, uh, <laughs> some uh, the fitness. We'll just say that the fitness for the the fitness for people under thirty podcast or like you know something that's specific. Sure, a specific group. You you really got to be passionate about that one thing. And right. I just I just wanted to open it up. I'm like you. I just wanted to talk about it. I'm interested in so many different things. And so it would just made more sense to just nail that down. And yeah, there is there is some like the Derek leg. Po- I was like, oh, I've heard of that. Oh, I've heard of Derek. You know, right. I think you I think that is a good thing. I think that is a positive. Yeah. I. So going back, I think anyone that's passionate about it can start anything. Right. Um, I would say that if in dude, I'd love someone to at me so we can have this conversation. Right. But I think if you are more specific on one thing, it's easier to market that. Um, it's easier to monetize that it's easier because that's what everyone's searching is that one thing, right? It's butterflies, it's purple butterflies. Right. And so that's and one the expert in the purple butterflies. Right. And so I, that is something that, um, I think that I struggle with on the monetization part is dude, we've had yoga instructors, we've had business owners, we've had hunters, we've had, you know, porn addiction, we've had suicide survivors. I mean, we've had everything. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, but who should start it? Dude, anybody can. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people have been on mine. We take the headphones off and we're done. And I'm pretty sure you're one of them. I'm like, dude, you got to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause a lot of people I've had on, I'm like, dude, you're way more interesting than me. And so I'm more just kind yeah, of that's a, true. I I feel that way about a lot of people. Yeah, I think anybody can. Sure. And, and then yeah, I think a lot of times it'd be like, well, let me know, let me ask you this. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off because uh, this is something I'm struggling with right now. When you asked about money, yeah. Uh, at what point does and I guess if you're going to farm it out, um, farm out the production and the posting and the social media, I'm wondering if I started too early. Like I thought that we had the extra income to cover it. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we've been into a couple investments and one of them is like drowning us right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, did I start this too early? Like, should I've been more financially stable before Alex Hermosi? Right. Like, was he doing all that stuff when he was like, I'm in the struggle right now. Like, well, I mean, we're paycheck to paycheck right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's kind of going back to that where I think like anybody should do it. But dude, maybe make sure that, you know, you can financially be stable for a large, you know, a long amount of time. So I don't know. Do you have any, I just, it's something yeah. I've been struggling with. Yeah. I, it's a, it's a good question. <laughs> I think my take on it or my feeling is with that said, Eric's way more su- successful than I am. So that's probably a little different yeah, question. I just to posted you. something today actually about how success has nothing to do with money. And that's true. <laughs> and I don't have that much compared comparatively either. I mean, to be honest, compared to, a lot of people I hang out with, like I feel like the little guy. So I'm grateful for what we have and I know there's more, but success to me is consistency. And I think there's different ways to skin the cat. I think people have to get creative if that, if they find themselves in that position, but they can't stop. Um, Cause that's the choice. It's either you, you stop and you quit or you, you grind through it and tell. And it's just a matter of until something happens and something blows up or you figure it out. I find that the more stressful times, um, it's funny cause I'm kind of in a similar situation like this week. I'm going to, I'm going to be forking out 
a lot of money. I'll just say towards these investments, which makes my liquidity um, not as comfortable as as it was. And will we still be okay? Yeah, but I just don't like it. Right. You know, and that's just me and my personal preference. And so my choice is to cut back on certain things, but not but not cut back on consistency on the consistency. And um, I think people there's seasons, there's seasons in life. Love it. And you have to know when those seasons start to shift. Having kids is a season. We just had another, our fourth. That's been crazy. Like I can't do things as consistently um, that didn't matter as much anymore. So I have to cut certain things. That, and that you, So you really prioritize. It shapes you. It refines you. It pushes you. So my whole point to that, if you stop, you miss out on the refiner's fire through it that really teaches you and helps you grow. The only reason you should stop is if it doesn't matter Mm. because those are the things that you have to cut because now you're, you, I I call it your team. So if you have less time, energy, attention, and money, you're talking about some of those, right? Then you have to prioritize where those four team members are allotted. Yeah. Right. Right. And so the only time you cut something is if it really, you can prove it's not important. But I would argue that a podcast is. Yeah, I did. I just went through that. So um, one of our companies is we have government contracts with the post office. Um, so uh, we, we had three. Um, and one of them I've had for 16 years. I mean, I've done it almost half my life. And it was getting to the point where and I hired all these. I've always hired them out. I fill in when I need to. Right. And I had trained three straight people and all of them quit. One quit before they even did a day on their own. And then the other ones quit like within the first couple of days. And I've always kept them to like employ people. Like I, I would argue this month, I, I'm sure this is accurate. I, or this year, I've probably lost money this year on this specific route. And so this, most of the year I've been doing it six days a week and I've been trying to argue with the post office about, you know, by their standards, we're owed more money. Like we meet all of their standards to get a raise. And I've been having arguments since March with the post office on that. And we're in what the end of November now. Right. And, uh, I finally just told him like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. Like I'm meeting all of your standards. Um, I guess I'm just going to have to give notice and give up the contract. And it, to me, it was like a flex. I was like, they're not going to let me give it up. I've done it for 16 years. I've never missed a day. I've never been written up, nothing. Right. And they're like, okay, if you want to submit your 90 days, you can. And so, so I like, dude, it kind of threw me. It threw me for like a wait, like, should I give it up? I've never thought about giving it up since I've been an adult. I've been doing it. And I went home and I've talked to my wife about it a lot and my mom and a couple friends. And, and I'm like, what does this even look like if I do cut it? And I'm like, well, I'll stop losing money on it. I'll have more time to spend with my son. I'll have more time to spend with my wife. I never go on vacation because I always have to be there in case I need to cover that route six days a week. Right. And so I'm like, so my son, my wife and I can go experience some different things in different places, even if that's camping or going across the world. Right. And, uh, and so after like a couple of days, I was like, sweet, let's give this thing up. Right. And so 
uh, just last Saturday was actually my last day on it. So I just, this is just recent for me. And I've always held on to it one because it employed people, but two, it was always guaranteed money. Mm. Right. So as long as you fulfill it, um, I mean, they paid us 60 grand a year to do it. It was our vehicle, our gas, our insurance, you know, all that stuff. But yeah. um, it was 60 grand a year. And I'm like, okay, if nothing, if, if COVID comes back and shuts the world down, we were essential and I'll still make 60 grand a year. I can go do that. So that's why I've always kept it. It was this fear thing. Yeah. And do we did, we did almost $700,000 in our, our safe store last year. Wow. And I'm grasping onto the 60 K like, like that's we're going to die, you know, that's going to protect me that, yeah. that I've been spending, you know, five, six hours a day, six days a week on. Mm. And then I go to my second job and then I go to my third job and then I try to have enough energy to go home and play with my three-year-old. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so dude, it was all, it was, a. Uh, to be able to give that up, like you were saying, prioritizing the things that really mattered to me. And I held on to that for the income where I can, dude, I know how to make money. I can create income. Um, I have multiple ways of doing it. And that was what took my most amount of time and it made the least amount of money in. And so, yeah, dude, prioritizing that and not giving up the podcast, right? Not cutting that for time or not giving up the safe store or... um. Yeah, it was hard for me, dude. It's been a growing thing for me. Yeah. It might sound stupid to other people, but I mean, it was a hard thing for me to give up. Dude, I think that most people can relate to what you just said. That is, I think that story, that principle can be found in just about anybody's life. Somebody who's working a nine to five that's sick of it and wants something different, even if it's just another nine to five job, but yeah. wants to make more money, but it's too scared to go without income to find something else or go back to school or something somebody who's doing that nine to five, but wants to think bigger and be an entrepreneur and start their own thing and maybe break into the millions one day or whatever. Um, like I think at every level you can find that, like holding on to something that's safe yeah, and stable is really, really difficult. No matter the amount of money I found. And, uh, I think that's super cool that you're able to do that and recognize that it's like the rubber band. Like sometimes you have to pull the rubber band back. So it feels like you're going backwards until you let it go. And then it propels forward, but that pulling back and stretching you out and the uncomfortable feeling and that tension that's built is not fun. Right. But then once it snaps, you take off. Dude, have you felt this? And it's, I feel like it's almost cliche nowadays with all the social media and going around. But man, when I'm like, I li- for myself, I live a fairly stressful life. Um, like 14 to 16 hour days are normal for me. And like I said, employees, businesses, paying sales tax, right? Like everything. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like, man, when I'm at that breaking point, I've, I've been broken. I've, looked at rock bottom. I've looked at anxiety attacks. I've had all this happen to me. I'm, I'm almost like excited. It's not the right word. Cause when I'm going through it, it's awful, but yeah, I know on the other side of that, I'm getting ready to hit a rebound. Have You ever had a feeling like that when you're working at 14, 15, 16? Well, I just mean like, dude, like you're, you're just so Spent? spread out. You have no energy. Yeah. You're, but you're just digging and you're digging and you're digging And then, so that's kind of what this was to me, right? Like this was a huge thing to like give this up to me. Yeah. And, uh, 
once I told myself like, okay, we're done. We have 90 days and I'm, and it's over, you know, someone else's problem. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. You know, I'm like getting the helmet and the, the knee pads on and I'm like, let's go launch me. Where are we yeah. going? So yeah. like, I felt, I've felt that the last, you know, month probably. And it's been very stressful to hurry and like give this thing up. And, and, uh, I don't know, I just, I just thought yeah. pass that back to you. I, I've just had, I've had that moment happen so many times in my life where I'm like, dude, is that, am I going to catch a break ever? And then, <laughs> and then you keep digging, keep digging, keep pushing, keep pushing. Uh, my metaphor to my life that I always talk about is I'm always pushing against a brick wall, like yeah. hoping it moves one day. Right. And, uh, I never take the time to look back and realize how far I've drugged that yeah. wall. Dude, I, everything that you just said, I can totally relate to. And I say similar things all the time. <laughs> you know, I, we got married seven years ago. And when we got married, my wife had some student debt because, um, she didn't come from a lot and, and didn't have any help. I had some family help and, um, it was from my grandparents actually. And basically helped me, you know, after LDS mission, helped me buy a car, helped me start school. And I got out of this college debt free summer sales helped with that. And, and, but she didn't have those opportunities and, um, gifts really. And so we had, I think 7,000 that she owed in school debt and other, you know, other things and from school she worked, she still worked throughout the whole thing. She just couldn't stay ahead. Yeah. And dude, that, 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 um, fired me up because I'm like, I don't do debt, and I got to get rid of that as soon as possible. And so I remember that feeling of, it felt like every time I started to make better money as an entrepreneur, like the moving in real estate, when it was getting started, it was like, but then another bill comes. Yeah. Oh, then we're having a baby. Oh, but we got to upgrade our car because we're having another baby. Oh, it was like, and then, oh, we don't qualify for cheap insurance anymore because we make too much. Oh, so now our insurance is going to be way more. Like, it just well, now we're growing in our family, so we had to get a bigger house. You know, it, it was just thing after thing. And it tries to like weigh you yeah. down. It feels like, like that barrier to entry and becoming an entrepreneur is tough because it, feel, it feels like in that gap um to to go from making like 60,000 a year to like six figures let's say is the, the, it's almost it almost feels like the government like doesn't want you to sure it feels like they incentivize you to not get past that it doesn't feel like that they it do. doesn't feel like they do because <laughs> they then you're paying do. so much more for babies <laughs> you're paying more for insurance you're paying more in taxes like you're paying more for so many things so it's just like this easy like what why why am i just paying so much for all this crap like and so that hump becomes difficult yeah but then once you can push past that hump then i like started to look back and i was like gosh i'm so grateful i didn't quit yeah i'm so grateful that i didn't give up because you do have more opportunities now and then the truth is derek to add to what you're saying this kind of unrelated but still related dude it never stops yeah rent is due every single day and am i any more happy than i was back then slightly why? I think the only difference is because I know I have money in the bank that if a problem arises, I can just be like, solve that problem. But outside of that, do I feel like I really have any more happiness out of life and joy when I wake up in the morning? Not really. Do I feel any better because I own a bigger house than when I first got married and we didn't own, we were renting a basement? Not really. Like I, I was grateful that my wife was, I woke up next to my wife, you know, I don't want to cry. I, I was grateful that I woke up next to her. I was grateful that I had kids. I'm grateful now that I, that I get to spend, when I get to spend time with them, when, when I get to reunite with old friends, 
like those are still the things that fire me up and that I'm passionate about and that really like get me deep down. You don't need money for any of that crap. And so I think sometimes we forget that, but, but, but the other thing is you learn so much through the process. You, you become a better individual if you can come out the other side honest and, and just fighting through the ups and downs and the stress and the depression and the anxiety that comes with it and all that stuff and learning how to manage it to be able to like level it out. You do become stronger. You become a better version of you. And I think I try to look at it that way. I, and I did, you know, I'll add to the end of that too, where I kind of said, everything comes back to William, my son, right? Think about everything that your kids are going to experience now because of what you've gone through. Right. I saw an like it was an, it was just an image. It wasn't a meme or anything. There was an image that said, uh, when you're teaching your son, you're teaching your son's son. Yeah. And I thought like, mm. and it kind of hit me, dude. And maybe I focus way too much on my kid, but <laughs> I, uh, it hit me. I just thought, dude, I, every, all the struggles I'm going through and I have this whole, another episode on like generational wealth that I'm trying to build and, and income wise do my wife could support us. And so like, that part of that drive is not even there for me. And so it's almost like finding that thing to make me still work 14 hour days, you know? And, but yeah, dude, I think that everything you're going through, think of everything your kids are going to benefit from, from you going through that. Uh, There was a clip I saw that said the barriers that you don't break, your kids will have to. Yeah. And I just thought, dang, dude, I, I feel like that's so true. There's more to it about teaching them and showing them how to get around and over the obstacles too. But it just, uh, I don't know. That's good stuff. (laughs) It's good stuff. Family in general is like, yeah, I've, I've, I remember when I got started as an entrepreneur, the whole thought was I just want to make more money and save up money and invest money so that when my kids get to the age they are now, like where they're starting to play sports and get involved, I can beat every Mm -hmm. game that I can be there and not be stuck. Um, showing a house or, or, you know, moving people or whatever. And like the businesses that I had back then early on and I'm there and it, it, to be able to, to feel that is great. The problem is, is sometimes we say yes to things and we, we're not good at saying no and we don't prioritize that team enough. And so then we, na- life will always naturally creep those things in and you can get good at it for a season, but if you're not always on it, you will always be a yes man if you're not intentional about saying no, and then you fill your life up with stuff that maybe doesn't matter as much. And so it's constantly for me, at least just, just remembering, Hey, why did I do this in the first place? It wasn't for me. It wasn't so that I could have this car or this truck or this house or this stuff. It honestly was like, number one was so that I could spend more time traveling and being with my wife and kids and spending more time with them and helping their education and helping them grow. And then two is kind of funny and selfish. It was just, I wanted to eat better food. Like that was it. I just didn't <laughs> want to like ever think, Oh, I don't want that like really nice steak at the store. And like, Oh, I can't afford that. You're like right. <laughs> you're buying that brisket and not looking at the price anymore. That was number two. <laughs> that was like what fired me up. But so often we get caught up in like, Oh, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. We've got to keep going. Gosh, that is just so not true. Like the money just become the best version of you add more value to people and the money comes. And I think we've talked about this in the podcast and, and we'll kind of maybe end on this thought. Sure. You got a belief. And you've said that a couple of times. I've noticed it in, in some of the things that you've said. And I think you've even said, I believed one or two times during this podcast. Somebody fact check that. And <laughs> it's like so me. true. <laughs> the belief that you have is, um, 
is so important is like, no, if that person can do it, I could totally do that. Yeah. Like I can totally make that happen. I can totally, you know, make a million a year, or 10 million or sell a business for 500 million or whatever. Like I think the difference in those levels is just that people believe that they can. And, and that's about it. Yeah. And can just I, keep can going. I put another word to that yeah. instead of believe? I think it's courage. I think it's courage to jump in and be able to take that chance on yourself. And uh, yeah, dude, I'd, I don't know. I've always been a guy that's like, we'll figure it out. You know, like put me in the situation and we'll figure it out. And I think it, a lot of entrepreneurs feel that. Uh, we're like, we're doing a project. I know we're short on time and it's because of me, but yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I, uh, we're doing a project right now that is a huge remodel that we're doing, um, with my safe store. And, and I have my brother there helping me. That's like a, he's basically a contractor. Like he's an, actually an electrician, but he can do everything. And like, we've been framing and drywalling the last couple of days. And he's like, so how are you going to do this? How are you going to do these soffits with these lights in it? And he's like going, I'm, I don't know, man. Like after we get the drywall up, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> and so I, I've kind of ran on this like blind belief that we'll figure it out. And, uh, luckily so far it's worked out. And that's just that way it always goes, right? You will always figure it out. And I'm a firm believer in that. <laughs> it may cost you more than what you think it's going to cost you. And that happens a lot too, I feel right. like, but I'm very similar in the sense of like, we're, we're going to figure it out. If you have a dream and a vision and you hold on to that and you keep going, it's going to happen. Yeah. Did you ever take a job with kangaroo moving that you were like, how the heck are we going to do this? Oh yeah. Well, we're going <laughs> to, right. <laughs> so, I hated that feeling, but somehow that, we always got through it. Right. right. Now we're seven years in and all courage, those things man. I don't worry about anymore. It's courage. Yeah, it is for sure. Dude, I love it. Thanks for being on the podcast. Love it, dude. Anytime you want me to come back, dude, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have Derek Leg back on the podcast multiple times. Uh, it's good energy. It's just good to be around you, dude. So thanks for coming. Appreciate it. All right, guys. If you like this episode, go share it. And go share it with everybody. Go share it with your friends. If you're interested in starting a podcast, reach out to either one of us. 100%. Uh, Derek Leg at Derek Leg Podcast on Instagram. And what's your personal one? What, what's the best place to reach you? Um. So the podcast is monitored the most, so it's probably the easiest to get a hold okay. of me on there. So if it's not me, then my team does monitor it, and they'll send it to me if I miss one. Um, honestly, shoot me a text. And you text me. I mean, you could Google me, figure out my number, but it's 435-229-7988. Shoot me a text there you if go. any questions. Yeah, hit us up, either one of us. And go follow Derek. He's got an awesome podcast. And, again, he's got all different kinds of people and guests on there, some really, really cool stuff on there. Eric twice. Um. I've been on there twice, so go check those ones out for sure. Go subscribe to his channel. It's a good channel. So anyway, appreciate you guys listening this far. Go give us a five-star review if you haven't already. That's another thing that helps us get out there. Uh, appreciate you guys. As always, uh, we'll see you in the next episode.